and welcome to Safeguarding Soundbites. This is the podcast that brings you all this week's safeguarding news and alerts. Now this week we're bringing you something a little different. With Halloween coming up and the inevitable rise of the horror genre, we're getting you up to speed with how to keep the children and young people in your care safer. Let's call this episode Handle with Scare. (laughs) Today's children and young people are engaging with content that would have seemed unbelievable when their parents were their age. And that can make it difficult for parents and carers to decide what's age appropriate and what's not. This is especially true for horror, a popular genre that uses the shocking and the scary to impact its fears. As always, here at Safer Schools, we like to find out what this horror genre looks like in the digital world, as well as the risks parents, carers and safeguarding professionals should be aware of. Keep listening, if you dare. (laughs) So what exactly is the horror genre? Well, the horror genre is a style of entertainment that's designed to shock, scare and provoke its audience. It can be split into various subgenres, such as gothic, paranormal and slasher, but the aim is almost always the same, to frighten its audience. There are multiple forms of horror and they can appear in films. Movies like The Conjuring, which was recently added to Netflix ahead of the Halloween season, It can appear in series, TV programs like The Twilight Zone, The Haunting of Hill House, or you might remember the sense of panic that accompanied Squid Games when it first became popular. It can also be in video games like Poppy Playtime, or more recently, we're seeing an increase in the popularity of Five Nights at Freddy's, which we'll talk about a little bit later in this episode. Children and young people may become exposed to the horror genre through stories or literature, urban myths and legends like Slenderman. And certainly popular at the moment are horror experiences, interactive walkthroughs such as a haunted house or virtual reality. It's important to note that a lot of media found within horror is rated for a more mature adult audience. Even something meant for younger audiences that is inspired by this source material could include themes or situations that may be inappropriate for young people. (laughs) Now, have you heard of Five Nights at Freddy's? Well, this horror video game has been popular with children despite having an age rating of 10. The game follows the plot of five young children mysteriously disappearing in 1985, causing Freddy Fazbear's pizza to shutter its doors forever. The latest Five Nights at Freddy's movie has been classified 15 by the British Board of Film Classification for strong threat and violence. However, some parents may be concerned about the potential risks of allowing their child to watch the film, even if they are over the age of 15. And reasons for this include things like violence and gore. The film is said to contain scenes of animatronics attacking and killing humans. This could be upsetting or disturbing for young children, even if they are fans of the video game. The film includes horror elements, things like jump scares, suspenseful music and dark and atmospheric imagery. The film also deals with some mature themes such as death, grief and trauma. This could be difficult for younger children to understand or to process. If you are considering allowing your child to watch the latest Five Nights at Freddy's movie or to play the game, it's important to weigh up the potential risks and benefits. Talk to your child about the film and its content before they watch it. Explain that it is a horror film and that it contains violence and gore. Watch the film with your child so that you can support them and answer any questions they may have. 
Be aware of the signs of distress in your child, such as nightmares, difficulty sleeping, or changes in behavior. And if you're concerned about your child's reaction to the film, talk to them about it and seek professional help if necessary. We'll touch on some more of these tips towards the end of the podcast. Now, if you choose not to let your child watch the movie or to play the game, it's important to mention that it is extremely easy to find related content on most online platforms, even with parental controls enabled. Some of this content can be disturbing if a child is not expecting it or if they're more vulnerable to this genre. It is ultimately up to parents to decide whether something is appropriate for their child to watch, but bear in mind that content from the show is easily accessible through platforms like YouTube and TikTok, where other users are posting reaction videos or clips from the episodes. On Twitch and Discord, users may find videos or live streams of people playing the game. And even gaming creation systems like Roblox allow users to create their own games based on characters and situations found in horror, especially as something becomes popular. We expect to see many of these kinds of games popping up on Roblox as the Five Nights at Freddy's movie launches. And this kind of thing is exactly what we saw with Squid Games. Young children being aware of specific scenes or themes within the show, not from watching it, but from viewing the content on other social media platforms. But why is the horror genre so appealing to children and young people? Well, younger audiences may find the appeal is directly tied to things like the thrill of danger. Children and young people can say they were brave enough to play or to watch or to read the piece and survive to the end. This can inspire a game of chicken in which other children can feel a compulsive need to show they're not a coward by also engaging with it. It's also about their peers. Groups of friends may interact with this content collectively for enjoyment or for dares. And there's a high level of community involvement around horror, which can make someone feel like they're a part of something, especially if they're isolated or lonely. There's also often a sense of urgency associated with the horror genre. The heightened anxiety that comes with engagement, such as the feeling of being chased or watched, makes players want to solve the mystery and get to the end much faster. The scarier the character or threat, the more satisfying it is to complete or conquer it. And as always, breaking the rules. If a young person or teenager feels they shouldn't play or watch something, well, chances are they will want to do it even more. They may also experience a fear of missing out if all their friends are talking about it, which could encourage them to seek it out. (laughs) Now, of course, every child is different. Some may genuinely enjoy horror and not struggle with any lasting feelings or fear or sense of panic in response. Many of the characters in the horror genre have actually become popular Halloween or fancy dress costumes for children. However, if a child is worried or anxious after engaging with horror, you might see some of these red flags. They may be distracted. They find it hard to focus or concentrate on normal tasks. They may be withdrawn. Do they appear quieter, lonelier, or zoned out? Perhaps they're uninterested, experiencing a sudden change in appetite or favorite pastimes. You might see tiredness due to sleep disturbances, for example, bedwetting, restlessness, or nightmares. Emotionally, they may exhibit angry, irritable, or teary behaviors. Perhaps they're nervous. This can physically manifest in fidgeting, tummy aches, or headaches. And of course, they might seem fearful. They might react nervously or claim to have new fears in places or situations. 
If your child is exhibiting these behaviours, it doesn't mean that they're reacting to something scary. However, if they have come across something scary or disturbing online, encourage them to firstly stop. Stop what they're doing, turn off their screen and switch off their device. Pause. Take a breath and try to stay calm. Think. Think about something else that makes them happy. And finally, talk. Talk to an adult they trust about what they saw and how it made them feel. Now to round up our Handle with Scare episode, we're going to give you some top tips on how to keep the children and young people in your care safer when it comes to the horror genre. Tip number one, reassure the child that they are safe. Repeating that reassurance in different environments may be necessary if your child seems fixated on their fear. It may be helpful to remind them that horror characters like Slenderman are simply stories intended to frighten. Remind them that it's okay to be afraid and they're not alone. Tip number two. It might be a good time to discuss permissions with your child. Ultimately, you know your child best. If they ask you to watch or play something that might be scary, consider each child on an individual level. It might be appropriate for them to engage. It could even be best for you to watch or play whatever it is together to ensure they don't become overwhelmed and you know exactly the kind of content they're going to be exposed to. Tip number three, be ready to talk if they need to. It's important your child knows they can come and speak to you without fear of judgment or consequence. And if necessary, ask them to show or tell you what they find and follow appropriate reporting procedures on the platforms you're concerned about. Tip number four, remind them who is on their side. Use our trusted adult resources to teach children and young people about the importance of seeking help from trusted people if something worries or upsets them. And even if this isn't you, the most important thing is ensuring those in your care are protected from harm. They may choose to share something with you further down the line. Tip number five, don't minimise how they're feeling. If your child is having nightmares or is anxious about something they've watched, acknowledging their feelings and having a conversation about how they can express them in a healthy way is a great way to get more from the young person. You can use our emotions journal to help your child describe complex emotions such as fear or worry in a way that's not overwhelming to them. Tip number six. If you want to know what your young person's friends are watching, connecting with their parents will help you find an answer quietly. It might also help you to decide what horror to allow those in your care to engage with. (laughs) Well, I hope you've enjoyed today's episode and you can find a bite-sized version of our advice in our Handle with Scare shareable, available on our website and our range of safeguarding apps. We'll be back next week with another episode of Safeguarding Soundbites. Until then, have a spectacular week and stay safe.